0: Certainly the headlines you see are about the war, Israel, Palestine, you know, the ongoing protests, the fog, all the lens of how we got here. It's a lot of noise in the world right now, which is why, you know, those who survived the massacres of October 7th, they want their voices heard so that we can be reminded of how we got to this moment in time. And my next guest Survive the musical festival, Nova, because a couple of uh, her friends would hide her in a small bomb shelter along with a couple of friends along that side of the road where you see so many people sprinting, running, getting in their cars, trying to flee the terrorists. And the bomb shelters along that way, each would be full of dead people. And yet she and her friends were able to find a spot. They would hide there for seven hours while shots went out and bombs went around them. And they're alive today because of their two 24-year-old friends, Ilay and Adir, who stood over them and then would rush at the terrorists as they tried to get into that bomb shelter. And so of the seven friends my next guest went to that musical festival uh, with that day, four of them survived. And it's because of the sacrifice friends made. Let me bring uh, Yuval into the conversation. You are in Israel. I appreciate so much you wanting to join us. Hi. Take us back to that day. Um, you know, I'm sure now uh, that we have, what, two and a half weeks. You've had some time to think about it and obviously a lot going on. But when you look back to those moments on October 7th so people understood what what you faced, take me through that of the fear you felt.
1: Um, it was beyond fear. I came to the realization that I was going to die. I was sure that this is it, someone's going to come in and just spray us with with their gun. Um, At first it was fear, but throughout the time when we realized what was going on and the noises that we heard from outside the bomb shelter, shelter, uh, we were sure we were going to die. And without the boys who saved us, it's probably what would have happened.
0: When I look at that, you know, the video of that day and I see people like you, you know, dancing and just enjoying life and the perspective you are to that point of the border, I mean, I I would have to think that many of you, all of you probably didn't have any fear because you had the Iron Dome, you felt that security of that wall. Was there any fear for you going to that festival or any of your friends that something could happen?
1: No, not at all. These festivals are the most peaceful, enjoyable things that you can go to. Uh, these specific uh, festivals are meant to be for peace. They're all, um, they're meant for that. It's a lot of happy people, uh, everyone loves each other, no one hates anybody. Um, that's what these festivals are supposed to, to bring to the world. And there was no fear. There was no any worry in anyone's mind. Uh, we couldn't imagine something like this happening.
0: But it did. And, and the fact that there are these little bomb shelters or these little shelter hideaways all along those roads it really is how it is in, in Israel, where you have to always be ready for rockets to come over. And so you just, you know, dive into these things and, and that should protect you. But never would you imagine that, you know, terrorists would cross through and have as much power and a plan and, and, and do what they did. And so when you look back to that time, because as I understand from your story, you and your two girlfriends were able to hide. And it really was the fact that others stepped forward that you were able to stay hidden and the terrorists away from finding you because they were hunting. They didn't want to leave anyone behind, correct?
1: Yeah, right. The other bomb shelters, not the one that we were in, uh, they threw um, grenades inside and other bombs inside and killed everyone. The other bomb shelters had 30 or 40 people inside and they just killed everyone and even made sure that the bodies that were inside were actually dead. Um, the boys that saved us, two of them stayed outside from the beginning and they actually saw the terrorists with their eyes and decided to run to the other way so that they won't come after them to the sh- to the bomb shelter and find us. Uh, and the other two boys that were with us, um, were inside the bomb shelter with us, at the beginning, for about 20 minutes. And then we saw a figure of a man that was planning to go inside, and the boys just decided to jump at him outside before he was able to see us. Uh, And that's what they did. They pushed him outside uh, of the bomb shelter. It didn't even have a door. It's just Mm. open. They jumped outside after him and Then we heard gunshots, Uh, we heard the boys screaming and then another uh, gunshots, and then there was silence. Um, I think, I want to believe that because they saw the bodies outside, that they decided not to come inside because they thought that's all the people that were inside. Uh, But it's pure luck, really. We, We don't know how we survived.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm sure, uh, you know, because you would end up having to stay there for hours after, and I think it's when you heard Hebrew and you thought, okay, uh, the IDF is, is here. But again, there was so much time between the the devastation around you um, to when you actually were able to leave. But, you know, o- on the other side of this thing, as you've had some time to, to look and try to process what's happened, are you able to process the enormity of what you survived?
1: Um, I think I'm still on my way to realizing actually what happened. It feels like a dream or that it happened to someone else. (laughs) Um, I can't comprehend it. It it just feels like a movie I saw. It doesn't feel like something real that actually happens to me. Um, Me and the girls that were with me, we get scared of every little noise. We have trouble to sleep. Uh, we don't leave the house much because it doesn't feel safe. Uh, there, there are some things that still uh, we feel daily, but mm-hmm. I think that because we are still living through this whole thing, because the war is still happening, so we didn't really have the time to comprehend and yeah. like go through it.
0: Yeah, I mean, you, you went from that battlefield, and now there's war. And so you're dealing with constant barrage of sirens, uh, rockets coming in from every side, and, and this will go on for a long, long time, sadly. When you see um, when you see the protests around the world, and you see um, let's call it what it is, it's Jew hate, but when you see the rise of the anti-Semitism across Europe, even here in Canada, uh, America, what, what comes to your mind, given what you've seen? and given how the world is reacting? Uh,
1: I just I just think that people don't really understand um all the way through the history that we have here in Israel, the history of the uh, Palestinians. I think they just, it's easier for them to hate Israel and to protest against Israel, but they don't really understand all the way what's what actually the history is, um, and it's annoying.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, I bet it's, it's annoying and I, it's very complicated, so it's not like a five-minute conversation. So what, what would you want people to understand? What would you want them to know?
1: I just w- don't want them to forget that although now the Palestinian citizens are the ones who get the most uh, killed and destroyed, but w- we also went through it and people forget that. Um, I just want people to to read about it and to actually read about it and understand it before they get to some decision or a point that they want to make.
0: I so appreciate you uh, joining us. I know it wasn't easy. I know you've been going through a lot of uh, work trying to, you know, get get through this. It's obviously going to be a very, very long journey. But I do uh, very much appreciate you sharing it with us.
1: Yeah, thank you for giving me the opportunity.
0: It's very important. But that is a, I appreciate that. We'll um we'll keep talking about it. That is a Yuval, just one of. I would say one of the many, but one of the few who, who managed to survive what should have been unsurvivable. It's still baffling when you see the pictures from that day, you know, of, of terrorists paragliding in and this orchestrated plan to do what they did. But here we are in the aftermath. And a lot of these people want to speak out because they want people to understand that, that they were attacked. They want to keep the human face to it. But we are in a world of noise right now. Lots of protests every single day. We got martyrs. We got terrorists being martyred. Uh, they're resistors. They're the new Che Guevara.